This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin? Sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon time. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich, and good morning, listeners, for what could be the final presser of the season. I say for what could, because obviously... Let's hope it won't be. Yes, let's, let's hope it is not the last presser of the season. Of course, because we want Swindon to be in the playoffs. But also, we never know this could be the last presser ever. We just don't know, do we? It could be, couldn't it? We never know what's just around the corner in the employment of sports journalism. So, let's... let's uh, I don't know what else to say, really. Let's just... I have a fairy tale end to the season for me as well. It could, it could be my last. It could not be. Um, you know, I know that the listeners really listen to this presser more to hear my voice than Ben Garner's, of course. Um, which I'm, which I'm sure is the reason, without doubt. Well, the presser was your idea in the first place, Ryan. So I will either replace you or decide to just have a little bit of more time to myself. But we all know I'm going to just end up keep going, don't we? We, we know we know that's what's going to happen. I'm going to find somebody else. Uh, there'd be no one as good, let's be honest. Come on, you know, it's uh, like a duck to water. Well, yes, indeed. Although the enthusiasm in your voice when you do the opening of the pressers are very funny. When you actually talk to Ben Garn, it's like... Hello, Ben. Uh, just... Do you know? It's, but do you know why? Just I'll, I'll address that point quickly. And I often think this myself. I always look for something else to say other than just a couple of quick questions for you, Ben. But that is the only words that come out every single time. And I don't know what else to say. So I'm sat down thinking, right? I could just say, you know, hi, Ben. This question. I just go straight into it. But instead, I have to say it, and it's like it just does my head in. I don't know what else to say. So if anyone's got any suggestions of how to say to Ben Garner. Just a few questions for you. Please, I'm all ears because that's why I sound so glum when I started. Because I I go for something else and I think, oh, bloody hell. No, I've said it again. I will suggest you do it in different tones. So maybe one week you do it like quite buoyant. Next week you do it quite dour. The other week you might want to sing. I could even put an accent on as well. Yeah, you can do auto-tune it. You know, (laughs) auto-tune your (laughs) 
who knows but that's that's if you're doing this gig next year we'll see but fingers crossed you get opportunities let's let's talk about the presser because it's i don't know if you've noticed but it's quite a big game ryan this mm. weekend between uh swindon town and walsall up there at the banks stadium we did a pre-presser presser this week with Dan, just to really get a feel of how we're feeling. I've got to be honest, I feel fine now. I feel that talking it out, I don't really have much nerves. I imagine that'll kick in again around about three o'clock Saturday, but I'm looking forward to it all. I don't suppose you're going, are you? Well, this was an interesting one. So I I really wanted to attend. Um, I thought it'd be a great uh, match to cover and I, I said to Johnny at the advert last week we, we get on quite well especially at home games and I said look I, I, I'll try and be there next week I went to apply for my data code pass and then I realized that um, I'm actually at badminton horse trials with my family that's been booked for <sighs> months and, and, and I was just there like I try it was one of those you know where someone's paid a lot for tickets and they've had it booked for ages and you just can't get out of it and then to make matters even worse I was offered to go and cover Bournemouth versus Millwall as well. So that would have been a great game to go and watch and, and report on. But I have to say no to that because I'm watching some horses that I have absolutely no interest in whatsoever. Hey, man, you aspire to be in the middle classes, then the badminton horse trials, that's where it's at, I'm sure. Uh, there better be 4G signal there so I can at least watch Ian's clips of the goals as they go up. Oh, Ryan, I get into Birmingham tomorrow at about 9.45. Is that too early? Really depends if you're taking a couple of beers to have on the train as well. Uh, You're not. No, that's about right then. That's about right. Get in in there and then you've got a couple of pubs to visit. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, we've we've delayed the conversation of the press for far too long now. So let's join. uh, let's, Let's get going and do enjoy the badminton horse trials ryan um it was you it was johnny at the advert andrew uh bbc radio wiltshire and and of course it's a big game so alistair from bbc points west joins in too let's get straight down to business because a really interesting quote here and i like to discuss it and i'll go straight in there it's garner on injuries everyone is fine and jojo wallacott is progressing well with his shoulder Jojo isn't a million miles away now, and it is about getting confidence in his own mind. Was there any elaboration on that? Wasn't much else to really be said. Ben Garner did make a couple of quotes kind of on top of that, uh, where he said that he's been working his shoulder, you know, doing a lot more of his normal movements that he's used to. But I do agree, in his own mind, it's quite an interesting comment. Whether that means confidence wise he's not at it at the moment whether his head's elsewhere with regards to a possible exit from Swindon Town this summer it all seems a little bit strange to scenario because we were understanding that since he's been named on the bench that would mean Jojo Wallacott's fit to play um so it's, it's very strange you wouldn't put someone in on the bench for a game would you unless they're able to play should they need to come on so it's, it is a little bit odd the situation there but as you said you know it, it, he seems very happy with Lewis Ward. He did say that Lewis Ward has been terrific since he's come in for the last few games, and uh, and there seems to be a real confidence building in the team with Ward in there as well at this moment in time. Of course, it then goes back to that old, old argument of should you make the playoffs? Who do you play? And I know you're kind of an advocate of play your best players. Yeah, I, I don't really want to sort of do a Lewis Ward versus Jojo Wallacott discussion because I think it's it's well played out now, and I think we've made our opinions quite clear. Mm. I might be reading 
into something that's not there. And I've done enough of these presses and, and read enough press conferences with several managers over the years where something just doesn't feel right. But of course, if you've got an injury and a goalkeeper obviously goes on their shoulder a lot if they're if they're diving and if they fall awkwardly, if they go up, you know, for a cross, then there is a confidence issue there. If you feel like if it's going to get bashed, you're going to get hurt even more. Precisely that. And that, that's what I mean about the, the being selected in the team. If, yeah. if, if Lewis Ward has got injured, Jojo Wallacott would have to come into the team when he's been on the bench for the past few games, which makes you think he has to be fully fit. Because mm. if, uh, having an injury, you know, a, a slight niggle for a, you know, a striker, say, for example, who could get their knee taped up and that would do for the game or for 30 minutes. Yeah. But a goalkeeper, if they make any mistake when they're injured, it's a goal. So it's a very strange kind of scenario it seems to be playing out here. Personally, you know, this is just off my own back. I think that Jojo Wallacott will be leaving this summer and his mind mm-hmm. could be elsewhere there already. But we have to be see. He could start tomorrow. Yeah, could I don't think he will uh, no, <laughs> based on those comments. But and I, I I really do suspect that he won't play again for Swindon, be it because it's tomorrow's the last game that we'll play this season or or into the playoffs. It's it's something that I don't want to dwell on too much. Not good for a M- Manny Idem, is it? No, not really. We don't hear anything about him ever since he was late to training a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, and he was then told he wasn't being selected in the matchday squad because of him being late to training. We've not heard anything. So possibly, yeah, he's not in the good books of Ben Garner. No, we'll always have Westbury United away. <laughs> um, one game, four conceded, captain. You're, That's the way it should yeah. be. Opposition clubs will be. never sing that, will they, They'll never sing it. They'll never sing it. Okay, let's let's move on. So one of the big questions is always going to be how how have they approached the the last few days and the week in full, given that it's such a big game. But I'm not surprised if you tell me they've done not a lot different. Not done much different. El, they're all really rich. It's very Bengal has been very consistent this season. That has always been something he's made clear to us, and he's used that word consistency just to address the fact that. We stay the same regardless of what's going on around us. He said it's been a normal week for the team and him this week. Of course, they had the awards presentation during the week, didn't they? When Harry McCurdy took the Adver player at the year award. Um, I gave Johnny some good uh, banter this morning in the chat about him appearing on Harry McCurdy's Instagram. If you've not seen it, please do go check out that picture because I know Johnny definitely wants everyone to see it. Um, And he says he always looks for red flags and and there haven't been any uh, for Ben Garner this week. One, One... interesting point that you made later on about this week is that they normally look to prepare on like a two-week basis. But at the moment, with obviously this being the last game of the season, everything going to City just refuses to look any further ahead at the moment. Yeah, I, that that all makes sense, doesn't it? Um, he was asked about players' nerves. I think it's just a question that, you know, you kind of have to ask. And given the situation that we're in, obviously the three possible permutations are that Automatic promotion playoffs, or as you said, not make the playoffs. So it's a bit of a strange one. Of course, there's going to be nerves there, regardless of what Ben Garner says. Uh, there's a sense of excitement. The confidence seems good. Um, and he said, we are in a really good place, as we should be, given the form we are in, which is a little bit of a confidence booster there to a team. Because, you know, I don't want to say they should be arrogant, but they should be probably just a little bit going into this game, thinking, OK, you know, we've won this many games. We're in this position down to how well we've played and, and we're feeling confident. Yeah, a little bit of arrogance won't go amiss as long as it's not complacent, you know. Um, I think there's that's fine. And, you know, we've seen plenty of clips this week of the player's mood. It's clearly OK. I, I 
just wondering what those red flags could be, which I imagine is tiredness after evenings and things like that. Yeah. So um, maybe a bit of nerves I, in there. I also but... think he was quite keen, Ben Garner, to, he mentioned in the press very, very briefly that, you know, he was having to look out for anyone going in possibly too hard on challenges is something that's a bit of a red lag. So obviously you don't want people doing that given oh, the, the training. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good point. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Then. So me and Dan went through all the potential outcomes um, in the, uh, the pods the other night. I said, I can almost guarantee that Ben Garner probably hasn't looked at it. Of course he has, but he's not focusing on that. Is he? He's not. He, he did say, look, after as the season progressed, he always thought Swindon had a chance of getting into the playoffs. And he's come out and said that on record. But he said it's nice to still be in with that chance for automatic promotion. I don't think any of us, including Ben Garner, realistically expect the results to fall our way so that we do clinch automatic promotion. It would be a fairy tale, should we? Um, but he said we just need to take care of our informants and not worry about what is going on around the country. He said it's actually a distraction for him if he has someone you know, in, in his dugout telling him, oh, this result's going this way, so we just need a draw. And he feels that can be quite dangerous um, because you can come unstuck with that. And, and then, you know, if you need a draw in the last few minutes, you get the draw and then a team wins and then that means you're out, then, of course, that's damaging. So he said it, we're just better off going on to attack and in this game do exactly what we can. And he did say that, you know, we'll hear from the fans probably whether results are going our way or not. But we just have to focus on our own game. <laughs> yeah, and he's right, of course. But I do look forward to the Ladybird publishing of Swindon Get Third for all children's fairy tales of the future. <laughs> it's obviously not going to happen. But could you even imagine uh, it? <laughs> it, would, it would be. It would be crazy. Enjoy badminton, is what I will send you a message uh, going. I hope you're having fun at badminton. If, if that happens, I I, I hate the fact that I'm good. Honestly, if we could just, if my mum's listening to this, which I, I she probably doesn't even know what a podcast is, but if she is, mum, I'm looking forward to it massive amounts. But yeah, I'm absolutely hating it. Really, I'd I'd love to be at Warsaw. So yeah, the the, the way support was was mentioned. It's hard to not acknowledge the numbers that we're taking. Um, I think Walsall have got wise to fans in the home end. I've heard bits and pieces of sudden refunds for um, new fans, um, probably because they're not on the database. It's a shame, but Dems the breaks. Um, Three thousand six hundred or something like that. I don't. I don't know the exact number. It's more than we took to Coventry on that great day about nine years ago under Kevin McDonald. It's more than we've taken to so many places in the league. I'm. I'm still trying to find one that's more than this number. It is really quite spectacular, and it's going to be great fun. And I'm going to get a sore throat, so I look forward to podding that on the Sunday. <laughs> yeah support's been crazy this season um for Swinton Town especially away and, and Ben Garner just said look it's fantastic especially for tomorrow seeing how many tickets were purchased before we even were in this position at the playoffs I think when the majority of the tickets were getting purchased we were actually at our lowest league place we had been in for the season where, whereby the playoffs kind of didn't even look like a, a possible reality for Swindon Town this season he said the atmosphere has been special recently especially over the past two games um and to have this many going tomorrow, Ben Garner possibly predicted the future a little bit by saying it could be a really special day. Uh, from the very first game where it's come for, I thought there was a bond between the group and the supporters and, and they felt this all season. And 
I have to say, you know, it, a lot of it is probably due to the fact that we had the ownership takeover in the summer. Obviously, that gives everyone an uplift. But I can't recall a time when, even under the Richie Wellens era, Rich, whereby the fans and the group have felt so connected. The Richie Wellens season isn't isn't actually too far away. I think, though, it all depends on the geographical sort of distances that that fans had to do because there's slight, you know, there's yeah. a few different teams that are out there. But believe it or not, Wellens had more 1,000 plus away days than Bengana, but that is almost certainly down to the fact that due to our behaviour at one of the games, a few other teams got a little bit nervous and restricted how many how many we took. So Richie Wellens had three more 1,000 pluses, but what he didn't have was a 3,500 plus. So, you know, it, it's it's hugely impressive and it is, it is crazy and it's... It's hard for me to to fully embrace how connected it all feels at the moment because a bit of me is just jaded from the last few years, if I'm honest. And you know, I'm I'm just supporting Swindon and loving the fact that everyone is just so happy with the way things are at the moment. But I can't shrug off dark darker <laughs> thoughts, you know, because we've been, we, you know, this I. I I've experienced the Swindon Town cycle too many times, but it, it is magnificent. It's magnificent, and it should be embraced, and people should enjoy it while while the going is good. Because, as we know, whether there's stuff happening behind the scenes or not, it's not always super great. So it's brilliant, and there is this feel like you know the feeling amongst the club and the fans. Although I don't think the connection with the fans and the club is as good as it can be you would think we were top of the league. Yeah. You know, not seventh, but that's just testament to how the fans have embraced this season. Exactly that. This, I can't say much else in it, Rich. You summed it up really well. It's, it's a brilliant connection. Ben Garner really feels that. And looking forward to tomorrow, very much so, uh, him and his players are. And, and, you know, whilst we're at it, we should probably talk about tomorrow in the actual game. Yeah, I don't really know what we what we can say about it michael flynn good manager he's he's turning things around slowly but surely i imagine with a good pre-season a good transfer window walsall could easily be up there next year because flynn knows lee too but they've got injuries haven't they i was made aware that connor wilkinson one of their main forwards he's out for quite some time we saw their defense is a bit shaky mm. So we should be looking to exploit that when, when they came to us last time. I mean, they, they looked good to start with and then fell apart. And the defence, as Dan quite rightly pointed out, it's probably one of the worst performances we've seen at the county grounds. But things change, don't they? A bit of me thinks they'll want to do everything they can to ruin the party of 3,500 people. A bit of me will think that they'll be thinking what time they need to check in for their easy jet flight to the Mediterranean or whatever on Monday will be. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to think, but all we've got to do, regardless of who they put in front of us, is just to just do our thing. Cause if we do our thing, we'll win. And I think Ben Garner really isn't underestimating this task. And if you look at the actual kind of, I know we always kind of say the holiday kind of summary, like you just said there about players going away and especially given that Warsaw aren't in a position to fight for anything now, but, Ben Garner isn't isn't kind of letting this game go by too easily because of the importance of it and the fact that Warsaw are a good team. Um, 
if you look at the stats, they've won five out of their last six at home. In their last two home games, they've beaten Port Vale, of course, with a good team, 2-0. And they've also beaten Carlisle 1-0 as well. No differences in quality there. But they've won five out of the last six at home. Michael Flynn, very experienced manager, Ben Garner said. Um, he will have a lot of optimism in building for next season and it will be a tough game. It's a team whereby you've got a good home form against a really good away form. Um, and Ben Garner thinks it'll be a match that provides lots of challenges. Um, and and Swindon just have to be up to it. He, he then touched on slightly about the fact that Warsaw seemed to really do well from set pieces. And that's an area that Swindon uh... aren't possibly the best at. Uh, and just on this, Ben Garner actually <laughs> gave a little bit of humour as well, which is quite nice to see. Uh, he said, we're disappointed with the goal last week from a set piece. And we need to do things differently to other teams because if you look at our starting eleven, we have a very small team. Um, he actually said, we have probably the smallest midfield three in EFL history. Um, so it's about doing things differently. And it's important that we defend set piece as well. And it's probably something we never really think about. But of course, at set pieces, you can do all the organisational preparation that you want but sometimes size does just come down to it last day of the season brings up some weird results and that 5-0 that we that we inflicted on them was kind of an anomaly at the time because I think the two previous games were his Flynn's first in the job after Matt Taylor had been sacked and they won them both and you know that was against Tramier who were high flying at the time against Forest Green who were running away with the league at that moment then we tonked them and then they went back to an unbeaten run of six games and then they've kind of dropped off um, for the rest of the season. Hopefully we're just their bogey team. Well, hopefully <laughs> we're their bogey team this year because we beat them twice. Of course, we beat them in the FA Cup too. But, you know, I, I, I firmly believe we can beat anyone really if we just do our thing and, you know, not give away too many set pieces. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's what will be will be. We have to go with it. I mean, in terms of the lineup discussed this with Dan the other day and I stand by it. I envisage only Iandolo coming in for Odomeo. I don't I don't see any other changes. Do you agree? Yeah, I would say that's the same, Rich. Yeah. Okay. Um a little bit of fun on the side before <laughs> we continue. Um it's it's been a growing thing and you can see the excitement is beginning to build a little bit. So I guess it started with a flag which was in the Stratton Bank and now has moved to the town end that said return of the king make up for the bubble or something like that um with charlie austin celebrating i do wonder whether he was ever the king but hey if he comes back he can take whatever crown he wants charlie austin and harry mccurdy that sounds fun for many different reasons (laughs) this week he announced that he was leaving qpr he's attended games um, in which his partner has been quick to say he just likes watching his old team this surely if it if it happened it would be one of the biggest transfers in the EFL this mm-hmm. summer. But did Ben Garner bat it away? Did he did he give a little nudge and a wink? Or did he say, don't be stupid? Well, let me actually address kind of the, the different scenario here surrounding a potential return for Charlie Austin. Because um, I actually got a text last night of someone saying, oh, is Charlie Austin returning? This Everyone just needs to take a, take a little step back, you feel. Look, Charlie Austin's current salary at QPR is £17,000 okay, per season. That's a drop from 2021, where he was on £52,000 at West Brom. So it's a massive salary. So you'd be asking, in order for it to work at Swindon Town, you'd probably be asking Charlie Austin 
at least to drop that another 10,000. So you'd be going down 7,000 pounds per week. And of course, the outcome that would really that it would really depend on is Swindon Town getting promotion. There's a lot of love from Charlie Austin for Swindon Town, of course there is. But if you're asking him to take a £10,000 pay cut and drop down to League Two, it's just not going to happen. And the situation um, from Ben Garner is that, look, I know he's highly regarded here. He's a proven goal scorer. But he said, if you want to pay his wages, then we'd be delighted to have him here. But I don't see it being a possibility unless Charlie wants to get in touch and discuss lowering his wages. It's, it's, it seems way too big an ask. Of course, Swindon, the main name, would be get promoted first. It's an entirely different project then for Charlie Austin. He's 32 years old. He will have offers from other clubs still that will probably pay more than what Swindon Town can. And if he really doesn't want to go into football anymore, of course, he's got his talk sport gig as well. You're quite right. It's, 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 it's got to be money. You know, he's 33 by the time the new season starts. And, you know, you're not a pro footballer forever. So as much as the sentimentality of going back to, you know, for unfinished business or whatever is great, you know, surely you want another season earning 10 grand more a week than you could be if you were at Swindon Town and with a family and a lifestyle to maintain. If he was to join Swindon, I imagine it would be firmly against (laughs) advisors' wishes. (laughs) It probably would be. And like I said, I think that's kind of, you know, I'll probably be proven wrong here, but I'll probably save the nails in the coffin now on Charlie Austin making a return, especially if Swindon are in League 2 still. Well, he didn't say no, did he? He didn't say no. Well, it was coming in the first half. It's arrived six minutes into the second. A glorious scoring header from Charlie Austin. Gonna, we'll, we'll move on. I do love the press. One of the best things about the press are how it's like game ahead, game ahead. Light-hearted question onto the game again. So promotion situation, what was discussed here? He said, if you look at what the situation was, you'd say it was a miracle from where we were. And I think Ben Garner was quick to get this question out of the way because I'm bored of hearing about where we were. I think everyone else is now as well. Um, he mm. just said, you look at the amount of talent we have in the football club and I've seen the process and the amount of hard work that has gone on by everyone. So partly he's actually not surprised at the fact that Swindon are there. But of course, it's just uh, it's been a whirlwind of a season. For me, I agree about that summer. I'm not necessarily bored of it. I just don't think it's productive to keep harping back to it. If I'm being honest, the reason why a lot of it is because should Swindon Town go and do the unthinkable, which is get promoted this season, then there's going to be so many national outlets producing reports and kind of articles and features on Swindon Town's kind of rise from the ashes so there's a lot of key quotes that are getting asked here in order to use them later down the line as well absolutely and you know i couldn't think of anything more athletic deep dive than the last season if swindon were to get promoted and you know people like me have to deal with the fact that the phrase this time last year or if you consider where we were last summer is going to be used a lot but if we lose at walsall and get leapfrogged by tramier or sutton or both don't tell that to me <laughs> because we've put ourselves in a situation um, to get into the playoffs and it's got nothing to do with last summer. It's to do with the squad that Ben Garner and Ben Chorley have built thanks to the new ownership. 
everything now is about the football and not about the business. And I don't think it will be, I think it will be scant consolation to me if someone put their arm around my shoulder and went, you know what? We might not have had a club to, to support. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, I get that. I get it. You know, I'm just as appreciative as everyone else, but I'm a football fan at the end of the proverbial day. And I want us to be the best that we can. And when it became very apparent, very, very early on, Ryan, that we were not going to struggle this season mm. in terms of going down, then we need to be looking forward and not keep looking back. Because frankly, last summer was the worst football experience I've ever endured. And I don't want to keep thinking about that bloody summer. So onwards, upwards, and let's hope Swindon do create a lot of fairy tale trademark stories over the summer precisely that rich and in the words of yourself you normally say it's a bit but should we go over my questions hey i get to say that <laughs> johnny williams said following your last victory he believes you're the best team in the division do you agree with that uh no because we're not top of the league um the best teams at the top of the league and uh that's where we obviously would have liked to have been that was you know you always want to finish as high up as you can um but I think on our day, we can beat anyone. And we, we've proven that across the season. And um, we need to prove that again in these in these closing stages. But with the hand we've been dealt this season, situation we inherited, uh, I think the group has done fantastically well. And we need to focus on tomorrow. We need to focus on tomorrow and win that game. But as I've said, if we can go into those playoffs, we won't fear anyone and we would back ourselves. And just kind of on back to the start of the season, I don't want to kind of go into as much of what we've been discussing with Johnny there, but really, was there any ever any talk between yourselves and Clem about promotion or was it even like mentioned in a joke or anything like that? Or was it kind of just come in and keep us alive for a season then we'll build from there? Exactly that. Yeah, it was literally staying in the Football League. You know, we, we know it's going to be a tough season. It's going to be a real challenge. Um, we just need to stay up and then we can start putting things in place and building from there. So, um, no, the word promotion is, is, I don't think it's been mentioned all season if I'm honest. Um, but we had our own, not targets, if you like, but our own aims within within the group. We had our own ambitions uh, within the within the playing group from pretty early on. You know, what we said externally was one thing, but what we were sort of setting ourselves within within the four walls was, was very different. Um, and the players have still got that ambition and drive to, to succeed. And just kind of going into tomorrow, how, how much would it mean to, to win this game and, and kind of, cement yourself in the playoffs at least or, or does that then build a lot of other pressure with it as well? No, not at all. We, 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 we want to win the game, you know, without any shadow of doubt. It'd be a, a, a I would say, a, not a muted celebration, but yes, we'd celebrate, we'd be, we'd be delighted, but then that's not it. Yeah. We want to go beyond that. You know, we then want to go, right, we're into the playoff semi-finals. We want to reach Wembley. Um, but we've got to take that one step at a time. We can't get ahead of ourselves. We need to go and perform tomorrow. We need to get everything done, not look beyond that. Um, you know, we normally work on a two-week schedule. We're only on one week at the moment because we need to get this done to then be able to look forward. So um, we just got to focus on that process, focus on that performance, and then go from there. Brilliant. Thank you, Ben. Good luck. Thank you. Thank Cheers. Johnny Williams says we're the best team in the league. Ben Garner doesn't agree. No, in, this was really a question that came about simply because we put an article out following the Barrow game, which seems to get some really good traction on it. Um, and it was about Johnny Williams, how he said that Swindon Town, his eyes are the best team in the league. As you heard there, 
very staunch answer. No, we are not the best team in the league because we aren't top of the league. I think if Ben Garner had said anything else, everyone else would have kind of said, "How hang on, you're, you're fighting for the playoffs. You could not even make them. But he was very realistic about it. He did say, like you said there, on our day, we can beat anyone. Um, and if we go into those playoffs, we won't fear anyone and we'll back ourselves. So a little bit of fight and talk there as well. But he, he doesn't want to kind of hop on this bandwagon that some people seem to be generating. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with Ben Garner on all points. And ultimately, Exeter looked like they're going to win the league and they did the double on us. So, <laughs> so you know, they, they have my blessing to be the best team in the league. But, you know, you can make that claim if there are six teams above you. But... That's the glory of tomorrow. We could end up fourth. You know, it's it's insane. Pre-season promotion talk. We're back there again. Right, right. Now, now, I know I've just said I'm sick of hearing about this, but if you hear the way I phrased the question, I said, look, was there even a joke about promotion or anything like that? Was there even any mention about it whatsoever? So I, I kind of was trying to take a different tack with this. Um, because I just wanted to know, yeah, was was anyone even saying it? And as you heard there from Ben Garner, the word promotion hasn't been mentioned all season. They had their own names within the group of Swindon Town, so within the managerial staff and the players, and their own ambitions, which makes you think that this was something they talked about previously and said it would be great to do. And, and Ben Garner said, as you heard him, that you know what we say externally isn't always what we say internally. Um, the players still have that ambition and and whenever you look at player social media, they seem hell-bent on making the playoffs. Yeah, and so they should. And I don't think there's any manager, young manager with ambitions that will get the assignment of just stay in the league and just leave it at that. You know, it's a very relaxed sort of goal, isn't it, when there's only two teams. But if you if you sort of just lay back and go, well, there's definitely two teams that's going to be worse than this, then that can cause its own issues. So, you know, Garner would have had his own personal ambitions because you know he, he'll want to climb the leagues in his career but I, I get it I get it all I get it fine and I know you're looking for nice quotes and that's that's more than understandable but it felt it felt like you know a lot of people have been comparing us to Scunthorpe and Oldham and rightly so because they're the only only other two teams with embargoes, but the standard of players that we were bringing in early on into the Clemmore Fooney era was so more different than what Scunthorpe and Oldham were bringing in. It, it was so obvious that we weren't going to be 23rd, 24th, mm. but promotion talk, yeah, you never know. I mean, players don't join to just keep Swindon out going down into the non-league system. They, they don't join for that. They join. Well, they, they join because Swindon's their only option, apparently. Well, yes, indeed, Harry McCurdy. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> said far politer than he did too, but you know, that's our Harry. Excitement for tomorrow. Yeah, if only I was excited in my voice as what you were then saying that, Rich. Um, <laughs> we we want to win the game, uh, obviously, from Ben Garner. Um, and they really want to reach Wembley. That That's a dream for Swindon Town. There almost seems to be this kind of, I don't know how to say it. There's almost this feeling around the players, I mean, this is just going off my own record here, that they would potentially rather go into the playoffs than the automatic spots for the chance to play at Wembley and the journey that it takes you on. And I, I have to be, from just a, a very selfish point of view here as a journalist, I would probably rather we make the playoffs as well. I, I think playoffs are just far more realistic. You might as well get your brain into that into that mindset because we can win 10-0 against Walsall and still end up 7th. 
you know. So we might as well just focus on the ultimate goal, which is to go to Wembley, if that's their case. I mean, you know what people like Harry McCurdy are like. They love those big games. They love those big scenarios. And in London bigger. as well. Yeah. In London as well. Go, he'll be on it quicker than, you know, it'll be out of Wembley as quickly as some of the fans. So, yeah, it's it, this it's the game. Everyone wants to play at Wembley. People go whole careers without playing at Wembley. And to get it ticked off in this season at the first attempt would be incredible. But lots of obstacles, including tomorrow. We haven't discussed it enough. We could easily not end up in the playoffs <laughs> this, <laughs> this weekend. And then that will be the weirdest. I think most of us, as a as a collective, as a fan base, do think we're in the playoffs. So managing the reaction of not getting in will be very interesting. Um, it's completely plausible. And I, I predict, Ryan, that for certain parts of Saturday, we might not be in the playoffs. Yeah. I have feeling that maybe Sutton might go ahead early on and we'll feel a little bit I, nervous I, in the away end. I think possibly Swindon Town's saving grace is that Port Vale are... Absolutely atrocious at the minute. Um, yes. And they've got a game against Exeter City. Dan did a very good job at just saying, well, you do realise this, this and this. And I listened to it all and I'm completely on board and I am not going into tomorrow worried or nervous. I'm kind of playing around with it at the moment. I feel good. But oh, there will be times, just like a good end of season you know, fixture, there will be times where people will start whispering, oh, someone's winning elsewhere. We need to, we need to score. And it's going to be great fun. I cannot wait. I'm really, really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, neither can I. Make sure you text me updates because I'm at... Um, <laughs> only, if you, only if you update me what's happening at the badminton horse. I don't trail. even know what it is, Richard, if I'm honest. So let's just not touch it. I just, I'm confused. Well, it's a, lo- it's a lovely occasion for you. It's a lovely, lovely occasion. My, my prediction for tomorrow, if I can just say... No, you better... don't get to move me on. It no. Okay, sorry. I'll go back in my shell. Yeah. So what's your prediction for tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I agree with you. Tough game. I think there'll be moments whereby we're not in the playoffs. So I'm going to go for Swindon Town 3, Warsaw 2. Oh, Barnstormer. Can we be 2-0 down at one stage? I was going to say that, but I think we'll be 2-1 down at one stage, not 2-0 now. Ooh, dervy, dervy, dervy. Oh, the tears will stream down Dan Hunt's face paint um, <laughs> as we fall behind for a second time. Um, but ultimately, the tears of joy once we end up qualifying for a game against Bristol Rovers the following week. Oh, could you even imagine You're taking it? the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I've been saying will be the outcome of Bristol Rovers in the playoffs. And uh, I have a sneaky feeling they might go up. So do I. I mean, Northampton and them level on points. So I'd probably, if I'm being selfish from a journalism point of view, uh, Bristol Rovers-Swindon, that's a great playoff clash to cover. But... I've actually fallen in love with Swindon over the years. I've been reporting on them. Um, I, I hate people to say they have a second club, but they are my second club next to Man United. Um, and yeah, I would probably prefer Rovers go up and we have to play Northampton. <laughs> it, it, it all depends on how long your love for Swindon lasts once you've ditched us for the big leagues. If, when, Swindon when or, just here, here, I'll say this here. Swindon, you know, this is a bit sentimental here. I know it's, we don't save this for the pod, uh, but... Swindon gave me my first, after the Speedway, gave me my first break in football reporting. Um, and I've gone through the highs and lows. So really, whether I'm, you know, ever make the high ambitions that I have set for myself in the future, I'll always have that adoration for Swindon Town and for the fact that they gave me my first break in my career. 
Yeah, you're right. As a, as a collective, we do deserve promotion. As a, <laughs> 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 oh, I think that will do, Ryan. Ryan, it feels weird because this could be the last presser we do. It won't but be. It won't be. There might be. There might be two more. There might be three more. Until the next one, if there is one. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rich. The Lone Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of The Presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Rose in for the injured Alan Sheehan. Here this evening, Christian Daly has lost out to Charlie Austin. It's a clinical finish. And it's the same old story. Charlie Austin scores for Swindon Town. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.